SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A terrific Thursday on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and all across the SportsGrid network. I am Ben Stevens. A great Thursday across the sports landscape, and we look back on a ton of action on the hardwood last night, both in the collegiate ranks and around the association. Some upsets, some big victories, a comeback not too far away from us at Madison Square Garden. A couple more upsets in New Jersey in college basketball. We recap everything. We look forward to the Thursday evening slate as well. Give you the early edges you need right here on the Spiz Grizz. Because each and every day, our goal on TMA is to make you a better and more informed sports better while having some fun along the way. But just because we're focused on basketball right now, the NBA close to the all-star break, college basketball down the home stretch, only about two and a half weeks of the regular season left. The NFL never stops. And the off-season coaching carousel has come to a close. And finally today, the official introduction of the next head coach in Minnesota. The Vikings have officially named Kevin O'Connell the new head coach, and he will be introduced at his introductory press conference today in the Twin Cities. The offensive coordinator for the LA Rams the past two seasons now, a Super Bowl champion as well. The Rams rankings offensively the last couple of years, scoring offense this past season in 2021, sixth best in the league, averaging over 27 points per game, and the seventh best total offense as well, averaging more than 370 total yards per game. So Kevin O'Connell takes his offensive talents under the coaching tree of Sean McVay and now becomes the next head coach in Minnesota. Last year, Minnesota the 13th best scoring offense, averaging nearly 25 points per game. So Kevin O'Connell, an offensive mastermind, as he has been described by the Minnesota Brass, has so much talent to work with now for the Vikings. Think of all the young talent on that roster. Justin Jefferson now entering his third year in the NFL. Dalvin Cook at the running back position. Adam Thielen and if Kirk Cousins can play some suitable football. He certainly has the weapons now with an offensive-minded head coach to find more success offensively. Minnesota was a very interesting team this past season throughout the 2021 NFL campaign. An 8-9 and straight-up record, but 9-8 and against the spread and pretty even across every sustainable category. We'll break that down here. Very equitable for the Minnesota Vikings in the 2021 NFL regular season. As a favorite last year, Minnesota four and four against the spread as an underdog five and three against the number with one push in that margin as well as a home team four and four ATS on the road five and four ATS pretty even marks and in 14 of the first 15 games for the Minnesota Vikings last year it was decided by single digits on the result let me say that again 14 of the first 15 regular season games for Minnesota decided by single digits digits close ball games for the Vikes all last year it's why when you saw that board up there for the Viking stats from last year and what lays ahead their average scoring margin was negative point one points per game the highest scoring margin of all teams in the negative category last year throughout the NFL the 18th best scoring margin out of 
32 NFL teams. So that was Minnesota last year. We'll take a look at what Minnesota has ahead under a new head coach in Kevin O'Connell for 2022. But first, we welcome our Sports Grid radio audience here. The opening hour of the morning after on a Thursday right here on the Spiz Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. A welcome to all of our terrestrial radio affiliates as well. I am Ben Stevens. Plenty to get to in the basketball world, both in the NBA and college hoops up next. But some big news in the NFL today as well. The introduction of new head coach in Minnesota, Kevin O'Connell. The former offensive coordinator under Sean McVay for the LA Rams now becomes the new head man for the Minnesota Vikings. So as we look forward to next year, the Vikings 33-1 to to win next year's Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57 in Glendale, Arizona. That is tied for the 17th best odds right now with two other NFC teams in both the Philadelphia Eagles and the Seattle Seahawks. And there is a new market up on the FanDuel Sportsbook as it pertains to the futures odds for next season. That would be both the conference championships in the AFC and as we focus on the Minnesota Vikings in the NFC as well. Minnesota 16-1 to to win the conference crown in the NFC next season. Tied for the seventh best odds right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Also alongside the Seattle Seahawks and the Philadelphia Eagles. Of course, we know the new structure for the NFL postseason and what it led to this past playoff campaign just a couple of weeks ago. Tied for the seventh best odds if we were to project out here for the Minnesota Vikings, that would factor them in to a wild card spot in the wild card race coming up for the 2022 NFL season. Again, plus 1,600 for Minnesota right now to be the NFC Conference champions come next year in 2022 under the direction of a new head coach in Kevin O'Connell. An offensive mastermind, as he has been described, from Los Angeles under Sean McVay takes all that he learned under Sean McVay, a Super Bowl champion winning head coach, a Super Bowl champion offensive coordinator, and then moves to Minnesota where there is much talent on that roster. Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Kirk Cousins offensively as well. K.J. Osborne, a great year last year for the Vikings as well. 33-1 for Minnesota to win Super Bowl 57, tied for the 17th best odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. That's the NFL news and notes you need to know entering the offseason. We go college basketball up next in the zone. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on a Thursday on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. The middle of February right now, but only a couple of weeks away from the month of March. And college basketball is starting to ramp up all across the country. Now is your time to dive in to make sure you know everything that you need as we approach the month of of madness and we get you set for all that you need down the home stretch of the final two and a half weeks or so of this regular season in college hoops right now right here in the zone a place i want to go desperately to see a college basketball game 
Lubbock, Texas, because what is happening right now for the Red Raiders is absolutely electric. Number 11, Texas Tech, pulls off the win last night at home over number seven, Baylor. A season sweep for Texas Tech over the Baylor Bears this year. The Red Raiders winning last night, 83-73. The line worked against Texas Tech leading into tip last night, covering as just a one point favorite but a cover nonetheless in covering basketball games is what the Red Raiders do covering in eight of their last nine games 12 of their last 14 games in fact Texas Tech this year under first year head coach Mark Adams who might win coach of the year and rightfully so 18 and 8 against the number this year that is the second best ATS mark of all teams playing in a high major conference the only team better that would be the Auburn Tigers. So that is how prolific Texas Tech has been at not just winning basketball games, but covering the number against very good teams, even within their own conference. The total last night, by the way, of 137 and a half goes over the second straight over for Texas Tech, the third most efficient defense in the country. And the Red Raiders also over in six of their last nine games. Now, Baylor has only been an underdog twice this year. Last night against Texas Tech, a few weeks ago against Kansas. And the Baylor Bears now 0-2 against the spread when booked as an underdog. The Bears only covering twice in their last six games. And the name Kevin O'Banner might stand out to you. He was part of that wonderful run for Oral Roberts last year alongside Max Acemas. Now Kevin O'Banner plays his college basketball in Lubbock, Texas, a 23.13 rebound double-double last night, part of four starters for the Red Raiders that scored in double figures. So a little bit of a shakeup now in the Big 12 Conference standings, giving Kansas a very good lead atop the Big 12. A one-and-a-half game lead over both Texas Tech and Baylor and reflected in the odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook. The Jayhawks now minus 420. Very heavy odds on favorites to win the Big 12 regular season title, which they have done so many times over the past 15 years or so. Kansas 10-2 and in conference play. Again, a one-and-a-half game lead over Texas Tech. Baylor, the second-best odds at plus 700. Tech, plus 750, the third-best odds to win the Big 12 regular season title now Kansas only has one final game left against Baylor this year and the rest of the schedule for KU relatively easy but the Big 12 one of the best conferences in college basketball so Kansas already has beat Baylor once this year they split the season series against Texas Tech and with a game and a half lead at the top of the conference standings it makes sense that the Jayhawks are now minus 420 to win the Big 12 regular season title again. And it's interesting when you look at the Big 12 in comparison to the rest of the conferences around the country. And there is a market to bet on not just which team, but which conference is going to cut down the nets in early April as a national champion. The SEC is the favored conference to win the Natty at plus 300. The WCC, a dollar and 30 cents behind at plus 430. The WCC is Gonzaga, who is plus 410 as the short favorite to win the national championship. So 20 cents of value if you like Gonzaga to win the national title. Now, when you look at the SEC, Auburn and Kentucky, two of the four best odds to win the national championship. Auburn in action last night beat Vanderbilt pushing as a 14-point favorite. Gonzaga also in action last night. They were favored by 30 and a half, did not cover, but still beat Pepperdine by 20 points. So the SEC, two of the top four odds. The Big 12 
has four of the top 13 odds when you look at the likes of Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, and Texas. All four of those teams, 40 to 1 or better to win the national championship. The Big 12, the fifth best odds in that market, as you saw, at plus 500. Tons of value there. For some reason, the Big 10, who has not won a national championship in over two decades in men's basketball, has better odds than the Big 12 at plus 460. And a team that might make the big dance for the second straight year after not qualifying for the NCAA tournament in three decades, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Your family, your religion, in Rutgers basketball. And Rutgers basketball has been slaying the best of the Big Ten constantly right now. The fourth straight win for Rutgers last night against a ranked opponent in four straight contests, upsetting number 12 Illinois 70-59 at the rack last night in Piscataway. Not Jersey Mike's Arena, the rack attack and rack magic strikes once again. Rutgers has won all four of these upsets over top 25 opponents outright as an underdog last night, a four-point home underdog against the Illini. In fact, Rutgers has covered in five straight games as a dog, nine and three ATS as a dog this year, eight of those nine covers outright wins for Steve Peichel and company. Rutgers has played five ranked opponents in the Big Ten Conference in conference action. They have won outright in all five of those games. Purdue, Illinois, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Wisconsin. If you're a ranked team playing Rutgers, good luck to you. Four starters in double figures for the Scarlet Knights last night, led by Ron Harper Jr., who played AAU ball with our producer, John Shames. He had 16 points for Rutgers. And Cliff Omarui, uh, excuse me, 14 points. Omorie is how you pronounce that. Cliff Omorie, 15 points, 13 rebounds, a double-double for Rutgers as well. Illinois now, no covers in three straight and only covering twice in their last nine games. And as you look at the Big Ten title odds on the FanDuel Sportsbook, Purdue, who beat Northwestern on the road last night in Evanston by six points, now the favorite in the Big Ten Conference in minus money for the first time at minus 220. Wisconsin, a little bit behind them at plus 280. Illinois, who was battling it out with Purdue for that top spot and the favorite in the Big Ten, now plus 700 as a person, an individual, myself, who placed a bet on Purdue to win the Big Ten after a 1-2 and two conference start at plus 480. To see them now at minus 220 is a rather good feeling. I did that bet the first weekend that online sports wagering was legal here in New York State. I was out with a couple of friends having a couple of brews, and I felt pretty good about the Boilermakers, who I've predicted to win the Big Ten Conference since last year. So that's the Big Ten. Now we try to decipher what's happening in the ACC because it's mind-boggling at times to find that second-best team behind Duke in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Last night, though, a statement road victory for Miami. The Hurricanes go on the road and beat Louisville 70-63, to covering outright as a slight one-and-a-half point favorite. The total of 142.5 stays under for the Canes and the Cards last night. Now Miami has won three straight games. They have covered in three straight games. Two of those three games covering as a favorite, which is good because Miami just 6-10 and ATS as a favorite this year. Louisville, meanwhile, in a disastrous season, has now lost seven straight games, 10 of their last 11, the longest losing skid for the Cardinals since the 1940-41 college basketball season. As we look at the ACC title odds, you will see Notre Dame with the second best price at plus 
350 behind Duke at minus 300. So Duke a heavy odds on favorite and rightfully so. But the Irish and the Blue Devils tied at the top of the ACC conference. North Carolina last night as a 13 and a half point home favorite loses outright to Pittsburgh. They have the fourth best odds in Miami, the third best price at plus 850. Notre Dame beating Boston College in overtime last night, not covering as a nine and a half point home favorite. Plenty more college basketball later in the show, but now the attention flips to the association. A wild night in the NBA. Stay with us here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after right here on Sports Grid Sirius XM channel 159 and all across the Sports Grid network. I am Ben Stevens. As we approach tax season, one thing we know for certain death taxes, the Knicks blowing a 20 point lead because for the third time in the past just seven games, the New York Knicks had at least a 20 point lead in an NBA basketball game and lost blew that lead and against their subway rival the team from the other borough in Brooklyn the Knicks last night at home at MSG had a 28 point lead in the first half and still found a way to lose that basketball game the Nets storming back for the come behind victory 111-106 last night at Madison Square Garden Kevin Durant not playing in the game but went to Twitter afterward and said Nets fans showed out at Barclay oh excuse me Madison Square Garden so KD still having some fun one of the best in the NBA in terms of just an overall basketball player one of the best online on Twitter as well so now after an 11 game losing skid the Brooklyn Nets have won two straight all of this without Ben Simmons Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant they've been led by Seth Curry now in two straight games since making his debut as a Brooklyn Net 20 or more points 16 and a half was his points prop yesterday he finishes with 20 points for the Nets the Nets have also won both of these games in this now two game winning streak outright as an underdog a four and a half point road underdog last night against the Knicks they've also covered in three straight as a dog meanwhile the Knicks have lost three straight games and seven of their last eight and they have not covered in any of those seven losses the Knicks also Losers of 13 of their last 16 games. So not a great picture right now for the Knickerbockers, and it has been a struggle this year. 240 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They were 46 to 1 as the four seed last year coming off that season before this season got underway. Julius Randle, a slight bright spot last night, 31 points, 10 rebounds, a double-double for the New York Knicks. So as we continue to go around the association in the Eastern Conference, a classic letdown spot last night for the Boston Celtics, and they suffer that fate. They cannot get to a Boston 10 party, a 10-game winning streak, no Able, not able to happen last night in Boston ends at a nine game winning streak as the Celtics lose to the Pistons 112 111 at TD Garden snapping that nine game winning streak Detroit winning outright as a 12 
point underdog. The second leg of a back-to-back -back for the Seas after a road trip to Philadelphia on Tuesday night in which Boston won by 48 points. You figured this might be that trappy-type spot and the Pistons take advantage. By the way, Detroit, 25-29 and 29 ATS as an underdog this year. 54 of their 58 NBA games this season booked as an underdog, snapping last night the Pistons a five-game non-cover skid. Jalen Brown led all scores with 31 points for Boston. Jeremy Grant on the other side for Detroit led the way with 24 points. Jeremy Grant was a hot name around the trade deadline, did not get moved, and leads the Pistons last night to a 112-111 victory, putting in 24 points for the Pistons. So as we take a bigger picture look at the very competitive Eastern Conference, I mean very competitive Eastern Conference, the top seven teams in that side of things, all within five, five and a half games of each other right now. And despite the loss last night, Boston moves up the board once again in the Eastern Conference odds. Still the fifth best odds currently, but 11 to one now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. This time last week, Boston was 30 to one on FanDuel to win the Eastern Conference. The market also moved against the top three teams in the East. Milwaukee's still the favorite, but 10 cents of movement against them for whatever reason. Milwaukee didn't play last night, plus 260 now from plus 250 yesterday. Bigger moves against the Nets despite a second straight win and the Philadelphia 76ers. Maybe just a balancing of the market with the Heat, the Bulls, and the Celtics as well. The Nets now plus 300, the Sixers plus 330, the third best odds in the Eastern Conference. Speaking of two of those three best prices to win the Eastern Conference, Milwaukee, the favorite hosts the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll preview that game in just a couple of minutes. But as we continue to look back on the action last night on a Wednesday, the Lakers desperately needed a win at home. And in front of Aaron Donald, fresh off a Super Bowl parade appearance in which he took off his shirt and made every person in America feel like the smallest human being out there. The Lakers and LeBron rally in the fourth quarter. A huge fourth quarter for the Lake Show coming back to beat the Jazz 106-101. And a bad note for the Lakers, Anthony Davis left that game with an apparent ankle injury. MRI results should be found out today for AD. But even without AD, LeBron picked up the slack last night as he has done for Los Angeles all year long. The Lakers and LeBron rallying in that fourth. LeBron finishing with 33 points, eight boards, six assists, an efficient night from the floor, 14 of 23 from the field. The Lakers winning outright against the Jazz as a four and a half point underdog. It snaps a six game win streak on the other side for Utah and they had covered in five straight entering last night's game out in the City of Angels. The Lakers entered last night having lost four of their last five games and seven of their last nine, but despite not winning games outright, they have been covering at a pretty good clip. They have now covered in six of their last nine and have covered in two straight games as well. The Lakers have also covered in three of their last four games, booked as an underdog as they were last night, winning outright as a four-and-a-half-point dog. This year, the Lakers, who are not a great team against the spread in many categories as an underdog, have been profitable. 12-10 and 10 ATS when booked as an underdog this year. Also, let's make note of the total. A final last night of 106-101, a total of 226 stays under. Utah now six of their last seven games under, 12 of the last 16 for the Utah Jazz falling to the under as well. Elsewhere in the Western Conference, the Suns 
battle back to beat the Rockets by three, 124-121, continuing now a winning streak for the Phoenix Suns. I believe it is up to seven straight, maybe six straight, but again, the Suns continue to win basketball games, the best record in the NBA, 48-10. Out in Northern California last night, the Golden State Warriors hosting the Denver Nuggets, and the Nuggets also a late flurry, late in the game, to come back and beat the Dubs on the road. Denver rallying late in the fourth quarter for a 117-116 victory over the Warriors in San Francisco last night. Denver was down by seven points under two and a half minutes left in regulation. They finished the game on an 11-3 uh, run for an outright 117-116 victory, winning outright as a five-point underdog. The Nuggets have now won three straight games, five of their last six, and they have covered in five of those last six games as well. Golden State, the complete opposite. On a skid right now, they have lost four of their last five games, and from a betting perspective, even worse. The Warriors have not covered in seven straight. Nikola Jokic, another absolutely monumental night for the Denver Nuggets. The reigning NBA MVP is certainly making a statement for why he should be in consideration to win back-to-back -back MVP awards. 35 points, 17 rebounds for the Joker last night, adding on eight assists. He has now had a double-double in 12 straight games and in 16 of the last 17 for the Nuggets as well. So as we look at the MVP odds, no movement based on what we saw last night in Golden State. Steph, the fourth best odds to win the NBA MVP at plus 950, was the favorite for most of the early portion of this NBA regular season. Nikola Jokic still the third best price at plus 350, 10 cents behind Giannis Antetokounmpo at plus 340 and Joel Embiid, the favorite now on the FanDuel Sportsbook at plus 155. Steph last night in that losing effort against the Denver Nuggets, 25 points, six assists for the Dubs. As you look at those two best prices to win the NBA MVP, two of the three best odds in the Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers play tonight. Giannis off a 50-point 14 rebound performance against Indiana just a couple of nights back. Joel Embiid only 19 and 9 on Tuesday night against the Boston Celtics. That was his worst performance in the last 23 games because in 23 straight entering Tuesday night, Joel Embiid had scored at least 25 points for the Philadelphia 76ers. And as we take an early look at the Bucks and the Sixers tonight in Milwaukee, and we'll dive into this game even deeper later on in the show. Milwaukee, a six-point favorite. The over-under stands at 223. Let's get an update of those live lines right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They are currently locked on FanDuel. That's rather interesting. I wonder if we have any news. Production staff, maybe let's take a look and see if there have been any bombs that have been dropped this morning about player availability early on for the Bucks and the Sixers tonight on the road. Nope, the lines have popped back up, and now it's a six-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Milwaukee, that over-under, 223-and-a-half. Do want to make one point about that over-under? The total of 223-and-a-half is the lowest in the last eight games for the Milwaukee Bucks. They have gone over this number of 223-and-a-hook in seven of the last eight. They have played six straight over so we'll break down that game thoroughly throughout the rest of this show one of the marquee events of this thursday night slate around the association but joining us next from fanduel himself it will be brian fonseca for an mba focus what we need to know based on the results last night 
how things stand entering All-Star Weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. And you might just be coming out of football season. The withdrawals might be hitting you rather hard, and you're now paying attention to basketball more and more. We're nearly 75% of the way done with this NBA season. Most teams have played 57, 58, 59 of their 82 regular season games, and the All-Star break is this weekend. So we dive into everything you need to know for the home stretch now of this NBA regular season. Up next with Brian Fonseca here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Stay with us after the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here on the morning after on SportsGrid. Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM, all across the SportsGrid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens and very pleased right now to welcome on FanDuel's Brian Fonseca for his NBA focus. Now, Brian, you are a native New Yorker. I do not know if your allegiance is to the New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Nets, but if it's to the Knicks, I'm sorry, because for the third time in the last seven games, the Knicks blow a 20-point or more lead, and last night they do it against the Brooklyn Nets at MSG. Are the Knicks broken, Brian? It's neither, first of all. My allegiance is to neither. Yeah, good to know. Um, I, I, I will say this. I tend to get along better with Knicks fans than Nets fans these days, but I, I'm okay. accused of being a Miami Heat fan either way just because I really like the team, and they just happen to have a bunch of my favorite players on that team, so it is what it is. Um, so I'm not broken about this, but the Knicks probably are. Uh, I know that Knicks fans are. I was getting a lot of angry texts last night uh, and after the OKC game, more so Oof. than after the Portland game because this has just been going in order now. And, yeah, that team is broken. Um, they're very, very close to unwatchable. Some might probably be there already, and luckily for them, they don't have to watch this team anymore for another week or so because when they come back, it'll be after the All-Star break. Unfortunately, they'll be at home against the Miami Heat, who tend to play well at Madison Square Garden and who are still, you know, one or two or whatever in the Eastern Conference. And they're a contender, which we're going to get to in a little bit. But exactly one month ago, Ben, the Knicks were 22 and 21. Exactly one month ago, the morning of January 17. And since then, they've been three and 13. And that's indicative of just everything that we've seen so far since then. The Julius Randle rumors of him you know, just not being happy and him, you know, just watching him not have the same body language that he did last year and not have the same impact that he did last year and all these sort of things. Uh, RJ Barrett's gotten hurt and we haven't seen him in a few games because I think it was something along the lines of him playing 40 plus minutes and then on the back to back playing around 40 minutes and then hurting his ankle at the end of a game that was already not in doubt. Like they could have taken him out, but you know, Tom Thibodeau, <laughs> he, he wants to try to win at all costs. And this is what kind of, this is a product of that. Right. So I feel bad for RJ Barrett because he's somebody who's been very durable. So hopefully he comes back and is at full strength. And as I was pounding the table about Ben earlier uh, last month, RJ Barrett, like if they can play around him through the last portion of this season, the last, you know, eight weeks or so, let's say, then yeah, that's what you want to salvage out of this. Like for me, it's like, all right, 
they first of all i thought that them not doing anything at the trade deadline to sort of clear minutes for quentin grimes and miles mcbride and jericho sims and some of the young guys they have on the roster manual quickly um like that was a mistake they were a trade deadline loser to me as a result of not getting alec burks out of there potentially kemba walker evan fournier if you could do that some would say even julius Randle if they wanted to go that far and i think for me now especially with they're at 25 and 34 you can't really make trades and i don't know if they're going to buy somebody out i think at this point yes like it's focus on the young guys it's been long overdue and they're not playing poorly like obi Toppin, like in as far as the advanced analytics goes has been one of your best players all season so it's like <laughs> we could find more than 12 or 16 or even 18 minutes per game for him like it, it's 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 been time so yeah they they lost to Portland at home and Portland without CJ McCollum without Damian Lillard like this is Justice Winslow Josh Hart and friends giving up a 23 point lead at the Garden and then there's or or that was on the road excuse me and then there's Brooklyn last night where it's not even the good Brooklyn team it's without you know uh Ben Simmons Kevin Durant and redacted and the Brooklyn Nets <laughs> came back down 28 points and beat them on their own home floor. So it's it's at the point where it's like, hey, at least you got your own draft picks, play the young guys, and then see what happens. Cam Thomas, huge last night for the Brooklyn Nets. A dagger three that he said, Steve Nash just pointed at him and said, hey, go win the game. And Cam Thomas, the rookie out of LSU, did seal the deal for the Brooklyn Nets. So, Brian, you just mentioned it. Now, two straight wins after an 11-game losing skid for Brooklyn. All of this without Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Seth Curry, one of the newest acquisitions leading the way for Brooklyn. Does this give you any more hope about what the Nets can do down the home stretch, even without their biggest stars? I have a lot of questions as it pertains to like, do they have enough time to build chemistry between now and the playoffs to really solidify their contendership? They have to worry about avoiding the play in quite frankly, at this point, because of how far they've fallen. But I do think that their ceiling, if they're able to reach that, and again, I don't think they have enough time. I think really they're going to be a really good next year, potentially. This year, there's some you know depth concerns that I have. And then obviously, even if Kyrie plays home games, like chemistry-wise, Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons, when is Ben Simmons going to be ready to play? When is Kevin Durant going to return? Is, any, is everyone going to be 100%? Because you have injury concerns all around also. Like, there's a lot there that is going to be a lot to ask of between now and the playoffs. With that said, though, the high end of it still sees them as contenders, right? So I still think that they could compete in the Eastern Conference at their best. It's just going to be hard to dig themselves out of the hole that they've fallen into. And then on top of that, like a lot of people will say talent wins, talent wins. And for me, it's like not that simple. It's talent and chemistry. What we forget about Kevin Durant being in Golden State is that all those dudes, him, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, et cetera, played together so well, were able to, you know, uh, find each other open all the time. It was just beautiful basketball. It wasn't just throwing guys together and they made it work. There was also a lot of chemistry there on the court, uh, and they were able to mitigate any problems that they had off of it, uh, at least until the last season. And then we learned some things, and, you know, they were almost able to overcome even that because they were just so good on the court and things of that nature. So that takes time to build. And, and quite frankly, you know, we'll see if uh, Kyrie Irving is even on the team next year because that's a, a dicey situation now. He has an option. He may opt out. 
he may opt in he probably will opt in and will the nets want to trade him so with the nets for me it's like it's more geared toward next season but i don't think the season is lost by any stretch i just think that they probably don't have enough time in the easter conference it's loaded right now which we're going to get into but it is absolutely loaded and it's going to be hard to just get through a bunch of those teams that we're you know that we've been discussing all season You mentioned the Eastern Conference, certainly up for grabs right now. The top seven teams in the standings, all within five games of one another. If you include the Nets, who are currently in the eighth spot, all within six and a half games of one another. And right now, the Chicago Bulls, a half-game lead in that top spot over the Miami Heat. Chicago in action last night. Miami on the road against Charlotte tonight and as you look at the eastern conference odds brian you have the bucks as the favorites at plus 260 the nets the second best odds at plus 300 you have the sixers behind them and then you find the miami heat there with the fourth best price the celtics who just had a nine game win streak snap last night and then the leader in the eastern conference right now the chicago bulls at 15 to 1 it would seem brian there is value to be had in the eastern conference where do you think that value is I mean, like, even with the Bucks number, and I think the Bucks should be the favorite, but even with their number plus 260, you're still going to get good value there, right? So I would just lean and say, like, the Bucks would be the strong one. The Nets, as we just talked about, they're a huge wild card. And I'm, I know you and I are glad that they finally dropped off for being plus 130 where they had been all year no matter <laughs> what. So I'm glad to see that they're finally in the 300s, and they probably deserve to even be behind that. Um, the Sixers, I mean... Look, they're trying to win now. I have a lot of questions about how Joel Embiid and James Harden are not just going to fit, but going to get along (laughs) because that's been an issue with James Harden throughout his career and why, quite frankly, he hasn't been somebody who I've ever listed on my favorite players list uh, because, like, I just don't... I just don't see certain things that other people see uh, beyond, you know, what he does on the court, which to me is not even conducive to team success all the time. Uh, depending on who he's playing mm. around. So it's like with Joel Embiid, how is that going to fit personality-wise? Like Daryl Morey could do all he wants about like, you know, getting the player who, you know, is going to work in terms of advanced analytics and getting the buckets that he wants, which is basically shooting threes, getting layups and getting to the right. free throw line. And, you know, being a, a great playmaker and cool, that's all well and good. But like, is Joel Embiid going to want to body slam this dude after four weeks of knowing each other, right? Like, is this going to go well and the human elephant element of this is important and then miami i think after milwaukee has the best team chemistry has a high ceiling has some variance in where they could end up and i love their number at plus 550 because i think that that's something that's realistic like those are the four to me but really the bucks and the heat i think if they're able to you know make it work in terms of standings like if we look up at the end of the year and one of them has the number one spot and one of them has the number three spot, then it's like, all right, that could be our Eastern Conference Finals, and it should be. The Heat don't have the high-end talent necessarily that the other guys do maybe at their best, but there's variance in how far they can get because Jimmy Butler is really damn good in the playoffs historically. He wasn't last year, and I think that's largely due to bubble fatigue and those guys you know, were, were cooked by the end in terms of the, the lack of rest they got heading into that season. Seven weeks after an NBA Finals and all that time in the bubble and then getting ready for training camp the next year. Like, that's not enough time for anybody. And then Bam Adebayo, lately, the offensive aggression that Miami Heat fans have been clamoring for, it's been there. And the 7-for-21 game he had against Charlotte, 
that was actually a really good thing because guess what happened? They still blew out the Charlotte Hornets when that happened, and maybe the light switch went off for Bam and was like, okay, maybe now like he sees that, look, it doesn't matter if you miss shots. The point is that you take them, right? Instead of always looking yeah. at Duncan Robinson and trying to set him up for the dribble handoffs, no, it's like you're Bam out of bio. Take those shots. And he's been hitting a new gear lately, and Tyler Hero has to come back. And they have Victor Oladipo, who could be the ultimate wild card in all of this. And he's practicing with the G League, uh, I think yesterday or today, and he's going to come back at some point. It looks like sometime shortly after the All-Star break. What can Victor Oladipo give them? Because they have some late-game offensive concerns, and I think Victor Oladipo could help alleviate that if he's you know, some sort of right, and he should be after the surgery. Listen, I'm seeing red right now, both in the color of my shirt and in the 15-to-1 value on the Chicago Bulls, but we'll save that for another day. Brian, only about a minute <laughs> left here. Do you want to say any nice things about Daryl Morey, a general manager you questioned over the last couple of weeks on this show, finally making the blockbuster deal for James Harden? I mean, yeah, people are giving him credit, and I give him credit for, like, getting the player he wanted. I'm just not sure it's the right move, like, when we move forward. Oh. It's like everyone's okay. saying that, look, He's got he got his guy. He got what he wanted. And I'm like, OK, now let's see if this works, because Joel Embiid's never played with a dude like James Harden and vice versa. Like Clint Capella is not James Harden. And then at the same time, I would say that Ben Simmons, is, I mean, Clint Capella is not Joel Embiid, excuse me. And uh, Ben Simmons is not James Harden. So, again, we'll see uh, and personality wise how that's going to go. And then there's a, the whole contract situation with James Harden, where you could potentially have him getting 60 million in like five years from now if they were to give him that extension mm. later on like there there's a lot there but it's all about winning now and i think they have the talent to do so i just don't think that they're going to get by the bucks or the heat so we'll see didn't give up matisse thibel didn't give up tyrese maxi just saying daryl Morey, not a bad job anyway brian fence brian fonseca excuse me from FanDuel, his nba focus we appreciate your time on this thursday more the morning after up next SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We round out our number one of the morning after on this Thursday right here on SportsGrid and Sirius XM Channel 159 talking a little bit about college basketball. Two and a half weeks left of the regular season, then conference tournament action, NCAA tournament action. We are having some fun right here on the Spiz Grizz. I am Ben Stevens. I will give you my thoughts on college basketball throughout the rest of the two hours of this Thursday program, but now it's time to hear from you. We do that right now and fade the public. The four favorites right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win the College Basketball National Championship at the end of the NCAA tournament are Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and Auburn. A slight note, Auburn and Purdue are tied for the fourth best odds at 10 to 1, but we can only have the four up here that we mentioned right now. 
Will the champion come from this group? Will the team that cuts down the nets in early April as the NCAA tournament champions be from Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, and or Auburn? And right now, the public, 57% or so of this ongoing and active poll on the FanDuel Sportsbook and at SportsGrid TV on Twitter are saying no, that it will be the field outside of these four teams. Four very, very good teams, by the way. And Gonzaga, the short price of plus 410 as the favorites. Arizona and Kentucky tied for the second best odds to win the Natty at plus 850. Auburn and Purdue both 10 to 1. So if 57% of the public is saying, no, it won't be from that crop, then who is it? Might it be a Villanova? Might it be a Baylor or a Kansas or a Texas Tech in Illinois, despite the struggles? Ohio State a sneaky team with E.J. Liddell. Names to keep an eye on, and if you agree with the public here and you don't want to fade the public, you want to ride with the public, tons of value for you right now on the FanDuel Sportsbook as it comes to picking a national champion in college basketball. Our number two of the morning after is up on the other side of the break. <laughs> 